0: Beyond the shadow of a doubt, I believe the, the, the most important series of messages yes. that you will ever hear. Right. People of God, faith. Our faith is so important for us. Yes. Our foundation scripture from the book of Saint Mark, chapter 11, the B portion of that, but let me just read to you. the. Entire verse of Mark chapter 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered them, saying, yes. Help me out with it. Have faith, faith in God. In God. Yes. So, having faith in God, people of God, is possible, or it would not be a command from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. Because mankind was created. Uh, with God's faith, but then doubt entered in at the time of the fall. The definition of faith, according to Strong's Concordance Bible Dictionary, Strong's um, number 4102 defines faith as conviction, as confidence, trust, belief, reliance, trustworthiness, and persuasion. Faith, to me, really is that divinely implanted principle of inward confidence and assurance, trust and reliance in God and all that God says. Right. Well, if we just believe what God says, and if we say, well, God said it, that settles it. Why, if God said it, should that settle it. Why? Because we have faith in God and faith in the Word of God. And all throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible, God is the object of true faith. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament that the just shall live by faith. In the New Testament, the Bible tells us the just shall live by faith, have faith in God, have the God kind of faith. Faith and God having faith in God is prevalent throughout the whole word of God. Abraham believed God. And watch this, not just the promise, and it, his faith, not God's faith, but his faith, his faith was counted unto him for righteousness. So, Abraham believed God. If Abraham could believe God, why can't we believe God? Yes. Believe the promises of God and all that God says. So, then too, we must as well focus our faith and trust in God fully. So, how do we have faith and focus our faith and trust in God fully? Well, we heard it just a few minutes ago. Stop edging God out. When you stop edging God out, then you are able to focus your faith and trust in Him fully. Because people of God, don't miss this now, faith is all that God asks of us. Faith is all Jesus asks of us, people of God. But did not Jesus say, ye believe in God, ye believe also in me? John chapter 14. So having faith in God and having faith in Jesus always gets the job done. Having faith in God and having faith in Jesus, it is beyond a shadow of a doubt always enough for us people of God. And I'm so glad we got our shout and our praise on earlier. Amen, hallelujah. Because if I was trying to get you to shout and praise right now, help us Lord. Faith in Jesus and God is always enough. It's not optional equipment it's not a luxury item. Okay. So you can splurge and divert, or, devote all of your faith, give all of your faith into God. Doesn't cost you anything extra. In fact, it costs you so much more when you don't put all of your faith and trust in God. That's right. We've heard it. It's cheaper when God does it. Hallelujah. And He'll do it in a supernatural, miraculous, Holy Ghost-filled way that you never even dreamed of. Hallelujah. He'll do it to the point where it will far exceed anything that you could ever even think about, you could ever even ask, you could ever even dream about. He'll do it exceeding and abundantly above all. But God is depending on us to have faith in Him. Because all that we will watch this ever receive in this life depends on our having faith in him. That's right. Amen. That's true. Not just some things, but all things in life. That's right. You know, I think one of the greatest conversation openers, and it may be one of the conversation closers, greatest conversation closers, or even stallers, is well, what do you want out of life? Just try to ask somebody that. If you want to find out where they are in faith, just ask, well, what do you want out of life? And most times, you know, folks, you know, that's a good question. (laughs) Well, I think that's a question that all of us should be asked, so let me throw that out to you today. What do you want out of life? Let's figure that out real quick because everything that you ever receive in life depends on having faith in our Heavenly Father God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't know what you really want to receive out of life, the way we're, gonna, we're supposed to live is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through verses 38, and we're going to read that. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through verses 38. Amen, everybody? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, here we are. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have... Done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in Him. Don't draw back in your faith because God is not well pleased with those who draw back in their faith. So living by faith in God, people of God, allows us to live on a much higher level. Everybody wants to go to the next level. Everyone wants to step into that new dimension. We all want to step into those uncharted waters that God has already prepared for us, but we've got to do it by faith. Yes. Right. Now, let me just talk about time for just a moment, and we talked about that on last week. Faith says that, 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 that time, when we are in faith mode, because we are faith people of God, faith says that time is no longer our master. You say, well, time is not my master. Well, it does govern your life to a great degree. The majority of your days. You're up and you're rushing, getting out to go to work, doing what you need to do, coming home, rushing to go to bed so you can get some rest so that you can get up and go to work the next day. Fight. Time is that. even time can be a tyrannical a tyrannical ruler to us you've ever let me let me just tell you about that time was not placed in the earth to govern any of us people of God I mean there are some things that we need to do within a specific framework of our days but time was not placed in this earth to govern any of us people of God when you were born again when you were saved if you will You were born outside of time. I don't think there's anybody in here that I could say, well, when you got saved, tell me what time of the day it was. Give me the hour, give me the day. Tell me all of those things. I don't think anybody in here can do that. Why? Because that was a miraculous supernatural experience for you and it happened outside of time. But when you were not born Again, you are ruled by time. We have a time frame which, which, which tracks our time within this day and this time that we're in now. But the enemy will use time to keep you from faith. He will always do that. Satan's system needs the element of time to make it function like it should, Satan's system, this Babylonian system. Without time, Satan's system could not function within this earth. In time, it seeks to subdue everybody in everything, but especially your faith. Just think about those times when uh, Jesus came to restore the Garden of Eden effect for us as people of God. That's what he came back to do. Being under the constraints of time really was part of the curse, but Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Thank God. That we're no longer under those constraints of time as far as the curse goes. So, if God intended for us to be governed by the natural order of time, He never would have given us faith. I'm going to say that to you again, all right? So, if God intended for us to be governed by the natural order of time, He would never have given us faith. Faith, people of God, is the key to this. time faith is the key people of God to stop time in its tracks think about it have you ever been in a situation where you had to go to someone and ask them to give you more time have you ever gone to God and said father I need more time well The evil report that comes from the doctor says, normally, people with this type of sickness don't have much time. But now suppose time was no longer able to tell you what to do. How would your life be? What changes, what a difference. There used to be a song back in the day And part of the words of that song is, what a difference a day makes, 24 little hours. What a difference your faith makes. You're not constrained by 24 little hours. That ought to be a church song, hallelujah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it would be wonderful if time was no longer able to tell us what to do. Well, suppose they said, well, you can't have your paycheck today because it's not that time of the week. But now suppose you were the one who could regulate time. Suppose you didn't have to wait on time, people of God. If that were the case, then glorious, miraculous, and supernatural, holy ghost things happen when you don't have to wait on time. just as if you had an unlimited bank account. You would never have to to, go to the grocery store and, and, and sit in the parking lot and check your checkbook and make sure that you have enough in your checkbook to cover what you need to get to the grocery store. You could just go in and you could just pick one of everything off of every shelf, walk up and have it paid for and walk out and give it to somebody if you chose not to use it for yourself. Faith is a higher law than time. Yes. But the enemy doesn't want you to know that. Right. It is that higher law. And as long as faith is not presence, is not present, time will rule you. But once faith comes, it will supersede the natural laws because it's always, watch this right now. Hallelujah. Faith always brings what you are believing God for to pass right now. That's right. That's right. Not tomorrow, we should to say it, not next week, not next month, not next year, but right now. Yes. Yes. In fact, if you remember in the Bible, Jesus stopped a storm when the disciples were upset. Pastor, don't you care that we perish? did you see the storm out here? But Jesus stopped a storm right now. All he said was, peace, be still. He didn't say, storm, I'm going to give you five minutes to get out of here. And if you don't get out of here, I'm going to do something nasty to you. He just said, peace, be still. And in fact, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, where is your faith? So, people of God, where is your faith today? Where is it? Where is your faith today? Is it misplaced or is it placed in God like the Bible says? Look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen now let's look at it in the NIV version hallelujah do we have it do we have it in the Amplified in the Amplified now faith is the assurance the confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Wow. The last part of verse 1. The amplified faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. But faith is the highest level of reality that is not revealed people of God to your senses. Faith doesn't make sense, and guess what? Sense doesn't make faith when it comes to kingdom people. Faith knows that everything is already done for you from the foundation of the world. So then if your faith knows that it is already done, then that means that there is only one thing left for you to do. We heard it this morning. We heard it earlier. There's only one thing for you to do. Say, come on, Pastor, tell me what it is. I'm waiting to hear it. I'm waiting to hear it. I'm going to tell you what it is. The only thing left for you to do is say it. That's right. Say it. In fact, the Bible says that we are to call things that be not as though they already were. Why is that so? And I was talking to somebody, and I said to them, you know what, you just need to start calling things that be not as, they already, as though they already were. They said, why should I do that? And I said, because they already are. Yes. It's already done. We have something when I walk in our bedroom and every morning right above the mirror, and I look at it. And it says, on a particular day in the year, what was it, 2000? 2012. 2012, Rhema is the church that knows that it is already done. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So if that's the case, if we know that it's already done, people of God, then how about we rearrange our vocabulary and our priorities to get in line with the fact that we know that it's already done for us. So in order for us to do that, we've got to stop talking about, well, I'm going to get my debts paid. How about we stop talking about, well, I'm going to get my healing one day. When you say one day, remember the devil puts you in time, and if he can keep you in time, he will keep you under his control. How about saying it's right now? So just let go of time and say, it is already done now. Now I want you to watch the tense of that statement that I just read said right here right now. Now, not only must we say it is already done now, here's one thing you say You've got to believe it. You have got to believe and have it in your knower, have that inner conviction in spite of what you see with your natural eye that it is in fact already done now. How about when we were children? We knew that on December the 25th that there were going to be some things under the tree for us. In in anticipation of that, is it Christmas time yet, mom? Is it Christmas time yet? Is it, is it time yet? No, go to bed, go to sleep. How about going on vacation? Are we there yet? Mom, is the cake ready yet? Is dinner ready yet? Well, even those with childlike faith know that they can step outside of the realm of time and know that it's already done now. Yes. So then if we believe that God is in control, well, right here with the other, yes. like you, I said it earlier. If we believe that God is in control, yes. then give him control, everybody. Yes. Yes, that's right. Because what God has for you is the best. What he laid out for you is the best. What he prepared for you from the foundation of the world is the best. And as far as I know, I don't believe that God has any hand-me-downs up in heaven. He has the best. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but he does have some new stuff. He's got some new stuff for all of us. Behold, all things become new and all things of God. I said, well, that's the Bible. When the prodigal son, when he came back home, his father said, bring me, what kind of a robe? He said, bring me the best robe. Did not he say that? Not the one that was on sale that somebody else wore out and brought back to the store and they had to mark it down. So God wants to bring you into a whole new dimension of seeing and speaking his word. All right. He wants all things new. Anybody familiar with Bishop David Oyedepo? Yeah. You know, Bishop, uh, if you know him, and I know some of us, we, we, we know Bishop Oyedepo. Bishop Oedipo was talking to another minister, and he said to the other minister, they were just talking about things in the church, and he said to them, I I will not allow anyone on my staff to ever tell me that I have no money. He says, now look. He says, they're going to just have to figure out another way to bring, you know, to tell me what the situation is, but they will not ever say to me, we don't have any money he says if they do it'll be the last time <laughs> one of the reasons I, I, look you said that to your children right sometimes if you come to me one more time telling me about that and asking me about that, it'll be the last time you ever do it but our god is merciful yeah. He's gracious, He loves us. And when we come to Him, He will never cast us out. He says, ask, seek, and knock. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking until you receive. So it is up to us to do it God's way. One One of the reasons that the enemy does not want you to clean up your speech is because his job is to keep you not believing what you say has come to pass. So listen, people of God, don't be dying to get all of your bills paid off. Or to be praying and believing and standing on the word of God that all of your bills are going to get paid off. The enemy knows that if you check your speech and speak to that mountain in faith, that it has got to be removed hallelujah looks like I'm going to stay within our parameters here today amen everybody Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 tells us how to put the Word of God into action for those of you that want to learn how to speak the Word of God out here it is let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So people of God, it's up to you to train your spirit and let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. One version says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now that word, corrupt, is literally decayed, rotten, like spoiled meat. That word, corrupt, literally means to be decayed like rotted fruit or crumbling stones. Don't let any of that nonsense come out of your mouth. Just speak the Word of God, speak it boldly and without hesitation. Are we ready to do that on today? We're going to speak, we're going to trust God, we're going to have faith in God, we're going to believe the Word of God, we're going to speak the Word of God, and then we're going to receive it with boldness. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.